get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Browning Group and Celebrity Lounge. We apologize for our tardiness. We had to play a PSA to make sure all of our listeners Saving are lives. safe out there. And Joey Vitale is joining us here on the show. Joey, how you doing, man? Tardy sauce. Pass the tardy sauce. Hey, listen, when there's a tornado warning, watch, whatever it was, uh, we, we got to play the PSA, man. We got to make sure the people are safe. Joe, we're there. just making sure that you know to get to cover. That's right. Before the, the storm comes down. And before we call. I, I, I feel you, man. I, I had actually a huge Helen Hunt crush when I was a kid. Have you guys ever seen the movie Twister? Oh, of course. Favorite movie. Oh, dude. She was a fox in that movie. Yeah, she, she was. She, and she was a beast, too, because she's chasing these, like, these F4s and F5s and, like, the double twister over the lakes right there. I mean, she was a tough gal. Joe, fun story. Uh, as a kid, I was told from my parents that the one movie that I fell asleep in was the movie Twister in theaters. Shame on you. Shame on you. How do you, how do you fall asleep in a tornado movie with Helen Hunt in it? That's true. One of my favorite. Puberty uh, hadn't hit that that time, Joe, you know? One of my favorite okay. rides at Universal <laughs> growing up was the uh, the Twister yeah, ride. When the cow comes flying at you That's in your right. seats. Dude, I don't remember that one. Is that Universal in, in Orlando? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, they had the Jaws ride too. Remember that one? It has apparently shut down since. Uh, someone surprise, boy, surprise. Someone got hurt from shame, the flying cow. Shame on, shame on Alex for falling asleep in Twister, and shame on you for going to Orlando, Florida, and going to Universal. Don't you know there's a place called Walt Disney World right across the street? Joey, of all people to say this to, <laughs> you had to say it to me. You're talking to the two people <laughs> whose wives want to go there 24 seven if possible. We literally had four years of annual passes to. Disney. They've gotten their pound Joey, of flesh out of me. Joey, BK <laughs> has a timeshare in Orlando that he goes no, 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 to no, all no, the no, time. No, no. My fiance has one, oh, which sorry. I have no say in. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, I think I think about Disney World probably once a day. I could go there once a day. Joey, let's talk a little hockey, if you will. No. So I gave Alex some homework last night and because we had Chris Kerber on yesterday and he said the, the one of the top needs for the Blues this year is to figure out what to do at that left wing spot with Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron. And so I'm going to have Alex pass along his list of the guys that he thinks would be a good fit on that top line. And I'd be curious to get your reaction to some of these, Joey. Sure. All right, Joe. So I got five and then I got a crazy one. So here's my top five. First one, Kyle Palmieri. Second one, okay. Brandon Saad. Third one, Jakob Voracek from Philadelphia. No, I'm sorry. Third one was Ricard Raquel from Anaheim. Fourth one was Jakob Voracek from Philadelphia. And the fifth one was Johnny Hockey from Calgary. And my outlandish one was Claude Giroux from Philadelphia. <laughs> Ooh, 
boy, I tell you what, Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux would be great. I like the two Philly guys, Voracek and Claude Giroux, for the sake that, you know, Craig Berube's had them both. So I think they're going to fit into the system very well. They're both kind of those rugged guys. They both have red beards, believe it or not. That's as well, true. Which kind, of, which kind of matches that Philly orange, which is always kind of cool in playoffs. Uh, leadership standpoint, Borchek and Claude Giroux are certainly top of the list. I'm going to pass on Ricard Raquel. I don't think Johnny Hockey would survive. I think Craig Brew would smash him like a bug. <laughs> and uh, what was the other one? Palmieri and Saad. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't like Brandon Saad because I think he's just getting slower. I don't think he has m- many more years left. And Paul Mary, I tell you what, he's 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 quite the warrior. I don't know. Uh, I, I still think you need a little bit more speed with uh, with Ryan O'Reilly and David Pratt on that left side there. So at the end of the day, I'm gonna go with Jack Eichel. Oh, smart man, smart man. Now you've just a got BK to go bug eyed. Now you just got go BK go bug eyed, Joe. Joey, okay, let's talk about this a little bit. I I don't know how realistic it is for the Blues to be able to acquire him. He makes a ton of money. He's a very young player that had some injuries this year. I mean, there's a a lot that would have to go into a a deal like that. Do you actually think, though, that he would be a good fit here in St. Louis? Well, I think he'd be a good fit anywhere. I mean, he's definitely one of five players, I would say, in the National Hockey League that if you can get your hands on him and you can do it where it works within this flat cap, I think you make it work. I think he's just that special. You know, I remember playing back in you know, 15 there before Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel's draft year. I and mean, I told Alex the story, but I was playing for the Arizona Coyotes and, and basically Don Maloney, our general manager, just tried to blow up the entire team. We had great players. We had Devin Dubnik, who was having a career year that year. Also, when he came into the locker room, he was like, I think like 12, 4, and 2. And we were not very good. I think all 12 wins of Christmas were because of Devin Dubnik. We come into the ice, then the practice rink over there in Arizona. All of a sudden, Doobie stalls completely empty. And uh, we're all kind of wondering, what the heck's going on? I remember Shane Doan then walks in, and he goes, McStall, and it's empty. And he goes, where's Doobie? And we're like, I think he may have been traded. And then Donor kind of stops and kind of pauses, and with a big shock on his face says, but he's our best player. <laughs> and we, of course, all said, yeah, I know. <laughs> so we kind of knew we kind of knew in that moment what Don was trying to do. And, and why was he trying to do it? Because two of two of the best players that we see now in the game, the staff class, and Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel, and these both these players have not disappointed. You know, Jack Eichel for for how he plays with his speed, his vision. Um, he's a very, you know, from what I understand, a very good leader there in Buffalo. But he wants out. You know, will it work? Uh, it's going to be very tough, especially against a flat cap. I think he's making ten sheets right now. So you have to move some big pieces. You have to give up some amazing assets. I'm talking about assets like Jordan Cairo, Robert Tom's assets. We're not talking about the Costin and maybe some of the other ones down in the minors that we're kind of thinking oh, decent players that are two, three years in the career that haven't even blossomed yet. So it would take a lot. You know, would it, would it be too much for Doug Armstrong? To me, it kind of sounds like it is, especially with his theory of not paying players generally over $8 million. That's how you create winning championship teams. Uh, one, one interesting fact about it is keep an eye on it with Jack. His relationship, it could be, it could be a cool thing. And, and you're seeing Jack Eichel right now. I think he's getting desperate just to win. I think he wants to go to a spot that he could win. And I think St. Louis certainly offers that. Joe, do you, do you envision Doug Armstrong, though, going into this offseason after speaking with his coaching staff and speaking with his leadership and, and realizing that they got to be aggressive this year? Because he said it in his postgame press conference yesterday, or his postseason press conference yesterday, that, you know, Colorado's going to be good for the next five years. Winnipeg's already advanced to the next round. You got Nashville, Minnesota. Like, this won't be an easy division to win. So if you want to keep that window open, you're going to have to be aggressive. 
You are. And, and that's what I said to Curbs, you know, as we were kind of wrapping up game four, you know, the Blues kind of was kind of walking away with it in the third period. I think it was a commercial break. I looked at him and I said, you know, the thing that's hard for Doug Armstrong isn't so much just this year, but you have to look ahead. I mean, you have to look at this Colorado team, the way it's built. And I understand they have a couple pieces they need to get signed before heading into next year. Number one, their land who's going to be UFA, but I think that will get done. So they have a couple pieces and a couple loose ends to tie up. I think they're willing, Colorado, speaking of now, from what I've heard from, from players, I think they're willing to kind of take a little bit of a pay, a pay shave or pay cut in order to keep producing championship teams. Keep in mind, Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby are very good friends. That was kind of what we had in Pittsburgh, right? Sidney Crosby, believe it or not, he only makes $8.7 million a year. He's one of the best players in the world. He's been one of the best players in the world for a very long time. But then you look all over the league, there are players that are making $2 million more than him. But he did it because he wants to stay competitive and be a part of a championship squad, which, of course, it's worked out for him because he's won three Stanley Cups. Now, with Nathan McKinnon being his close buddy, you can understand they train together that the philosophies probably are going to rub off on each other in the sense that Nathan probably will take a cut as well. Will Landeskog coming up pretty soon, you know, possibly. So that, that which makes it, I only say all that because Colorado to me, isn't going to be changing all that much in the next four or five years. And with how deep they are, that defensive core of McCarr and Gerard and even Ryan Graves. I mean, we didn't even talk enough about Devon Taves who pretty much led them in, yeah. in minutes throughout the entire series. He's a beast as well. Uh, Grubauer obviously is very, very steady. So if I'm Doug Armstrong, that is, that is the big question. Like I told Curbs, you know, how do you see yourself even getting back to the, forget winning a cup. How do you even see yourself getting back to the Stanley cup final? And cause you know, you have to go through Colorado and not to mention Vegas, which of course we'll have to probably deal with at some point down the road too. So, the two big teams you got to figure out how to beat you know obviously you can look at what they've done this year how they were successful and continue to put together a team um worth putting together in order to be competitive against those two squads coming up over the next four to five years and it's not going to be easy because you got a kind of ticking time bomb on some of these players too with ryan o'reilly i mean how many good years does he have left four five hopefully i mean he's he said in the past from the strip these pads off me so you appreciate the pride and how he wants to keep playing but you never know how long he's going to have David Prawn seems to be just keeping getting better with age, but at some point he's going to drop off, right? So you know what? I think I think the certainly need to put put the, put a plan together where they're looking at the next three to four years specifically how to aggressively go out there and take full advantage of these great assets that they've acquired. Because I think if you ask this general manager if when they won it in 2019, would you be satisfied if this is the only cup you're going to win for the next ten years? He would say, argue without question, no. We're talking to Joey Vitale, Blues analyst for 101 ESPN, for just another couple of minutes here. Joey, I asked this of Curbs. I would be curious your answer to it as well. We talked about the top line left wing situation. What else do you think are the biggest things that this team needs to address in the offseason? Whether it be on ice, off ice, whatever it is, you could take this in any direction. But what are the things that you believe that the Blues need to address this offseason to get them back into the championship conversation in 2021? I think... um... I think our defensive grouping looks so different. And I think that that's something that's probably going to have to be addressed. You know, you're looking at, you're looking at a defensive core that two years ago when you won the cup, you had Petrillo, Bullmeister, you had Gunnarsson, right? You had some big, big major pieces, Joel Edmondson. We're talking about big bodies that have a big reach that could take a lot of time and a lot of space away. I mean, heck, look when Colton Preco even came back into the lineup in March. Look how, look how different that lineup looked. Look at Nico Mikola, how big he is, right? He, he's not polished by any stretch. He's a raw diamond, right? 
but he but he can close and he makes other teams' lives miserable just because he's he's so big. You know, uh, the Falk, the Krugs, those guys are going to be your steady uh, up front guys. I think you got to look at the other two pair, you know, next to Colton Pareko. You need two guys to me that are going to be your big towers back there. I mean, I'm talking about players like you, know, you see in Zadorov in Chicago, right? I mean, that's a perfect example of that kind of style of hockey that they're big, they're hard to get around, they close time and space, they have great gaps in the neutral zone. Because to me, a lot of the issues this year, you know, whether it be Bennington's numbers, was was not was it all Bennington? Absolutely not. Was the struggles all because of, you know, the forwards, you know, just crazy injuries and COVID? No. It was a lot of the issues I think they saw this year with this Blues team was their defensive structure, the defensive breakdown, um, the looseness coming out of D zone, the softness kind of maybe in, in front of their own net when pucks were kind of loose hanging around that blue paint. I mean, two years ago, you get back in a slash and you get a pop to the hips and you'd be way out of the way for Jordan Bennington to make the save. And I think with kind of the size of our defensive core and kind of the way things have kind of shaped up, we've kind of really gotten away from that identity. And you look at all the successful Blues teams over the last 10 to 15 years, they've all had one thing in common. They've been so, so tight, so strong, and just relentless in the defensive zone. And I just think that that's something they definitely need to figure out who to bring in or who to promote to get back to that style of hockey to be successful next season. Joey, we appreciate the time. We appreciate you being on with us throughout this season. We wish you all the best throughout the off season. We'll talk with you again soon, my friend. BK, thanks so much, man. You guys do such a good job all year long. I'll be listening. Alex, and uh, we got our final show tomorrow this week. Hockey Showdown! Tune in. Looking forward to that. You guys do a heck of a job. I love listening to you. Go Cardinals, and we'll see you next year. Free Kids Workshops are back in stores at the Home Depot. On the first Saturday of every month from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., bring your little ones to a local Home Depot for a hands-on learning experience that kids love. Find more kid-friendly projects and kids' workshop kits at homedepot.com kids. For 25 years, the Home Depot has been building confident future doers with its free kids' workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Wasp last, U.S. only.